We want you to want beers. It's the Portland Beer Club Podcast. What are you laughing at? We're just trying to give the dog some beer, that's all. Give the dog a beer. This is our first episode, Portland Beer Club Podcast, guys. Episode one. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <I> feel special. <laughs> we've got Marcus in the house. We've got Obed. We've got me, Sean, Anna sitting over here in the corner sipping on some beers, and we got a show dog, a show dog in the room. So uh, yeah, this is the first thing, and I apologize. I didn't really do much prep for this because I just figured let's just make it feel kind of natural and talk. Uh, I think episodes like ones all need to be awkward and <laughs> oddly paced. They oh. they need to feel bad. They I need see. to feel like your first time. You know? I see you listened in one day radio. What? <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I come from. And uh, as many of you may know, Jenny and I have our show in one day radio. That's It has a beer focus to it, but it's not just about beer. And I've been thinking, I, I really want to do a beer-centric, all-beer show. And here we go. Let's We're just launching off today. So far, no sponsors. I haven't talked to our friends over at ABV yet to see if we're going <laughs> to add this to the family mm. of sponsorship. But we, we will work on that. Uh, we, but we have plenty of beer in the house today. Um, what, Obed, you are drinking the, the IPA that Marcus and I made. Right. Marcus, tell us what's in that beer again. Uh, there's hops and barley (laughs) and water. water. Yeast. Uh, it's a, it's a fruit forward IPA. It's mostly, it's heavily hopped with Galaxy and it has some, uh, Simcoe and Citra and then it tries to balance it out with some Chinook. We brewed that approximately five weeks ago and kegged it about two weeks or three weeks ago? Uh, about six weeks ago we brewed it. Yeah, okay. it was about three weeks total for the fermentation okay. and dry hopping. Okay. So. And we, how many pounds of hops did we put and in And it was a 10-gallon batch and we used two pounds of hops. Total. Including total. the dry hopping. Yep. Wow. Okay. With everything. Yep. A pound in the, a pound in the uh, brew kettle and a, and a pound in the dry hop. And in my opinion, that's the best beer you slash we made so far. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite IPA that we've made. Oh, yeah. what have you made that you like better? Uh, well, that we've made. I mean, we've made no, this, uh, other this, styles. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, oh, that's your favorite beer we've ever made. Period. Yeah, between oh, you and okay. I. Yeah, you probably like that maple porter you made with Mike. The, my, the maple porter is really good, but it's a totally different beer. You right, know? right, right, so right. I, right, I, right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, for IPAs, it's probably my favorite. Yeah. All right. Well, so the beers we've brought. What do we want to start with? I've I've got this cracked open on my left. I like this. You want to start with this? That's a pretty big beer. Yeah. All right, from Fremont, the 2015 Bourbon Barrel-Aged Abominable. Uh, this is not the cinnamon or anything special like that. It's just the straight-up BBA Abominable. Uh, I am a fan of this beer. Uh, I don't have my glasses on. Is that 14%? Is that what we're looking at? Yep, 14% ABV. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little splash of this, and I'll pass the ball around. Um, this is this is a dang good beer, people. Mmm. I think Portland has just recently been getting the Fremont Barrel Age stuff uh, distributed down here finally after several years of missing out on that. Yeah, Obed? Yeah, they haven't been uh, in town for too long, but uh, you're starting to see their IPAs around now. Yeah. It's funny because we got their darker beers in first, I feel like, the winter warmers Mm -hmm. and, you know, the stout. Um, And by the the way... The harder to find stuff. The harder to find stuff. By the way, though, I thought this was maybe better than the coffee cinnamon version. Really? Just the straight up? Just a yeah. straight up. It's good stuff. This is really, I was looking really at my fridge. delicious. I like that. Go ahead. I was looking in the fridge, and I was going to either grab this or the Dark Star. Mm-hmm. So, so you couldn't make a bad choice is what you're saying? <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Um, Listen, I love, he's totally he's doing the whole process. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, Fremont, especially so, but a lot of breweries, but uh, there's some breweries that release beers, and they're really meant to be aged. Mm-hmm. Fremont, I feel like you can crack a bottle open immediately, and it already has... Good barrel character. It's fair. It's pretty smooth. You know, the alcohol isn't overly biting. At fourteen percent, this is incredibly drinkable for fourteen yeah. percent. Yeah, keep in mind. But. Yeah. Okay, can you pull your mic about two inches closer to your mouth, please? There you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. Don't point to Anna. Uh, so yeah, um, let's just I guess talk for a minute to introduce ourselves and what we do. Uh, again, I'm Sean in one day radio. I grew up in the restaurant business. My dad had a bar growing up. He was one of two of Widmer's first customers. Uh, one of the first people to carry Hefeweizen back in the early eighties. Uh, he has memories of them pulling up to his tavern. What's it called now? Widmer. Is it just Hefe? Is that what it's called? Hef. Just a Hefeweizen, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So memories of them pulling up in their little pickup truck and hand delivering the, the kegs themselves. So 
my dad was in the army in Germany, thus he was always going to the German delis and bringing home good German beer. You know, he drank his Budweiser too, but he really had an appreciation for good beer, thus it kind of rubbed off on me. Had an early start into the craft beer scene and just kind of blossomed in the last 15 years. So that's where I'm from, Obed. What's your history here with craft beer? Uh, you know, I, I started out young. Um, it's under, usually, not underage. <laughs> Wait, know, maybe underage. <laughs> maybe, right? Um, well, you know, usually it's the other way around. You, you drank a lot of crappy beer, you yeah. know, as your first beer, a lot of Bud, a lot of Coors. You know, being here in Portland, mm-hmm. you know, I had access right away to, you know, what was Widmere and Bridgeport and, you know, Nankasi mm-hmm. back when I was 21. So right off the bat, I kind of was able to appreciate good beer versus, you know, yeah. my buddies who were drinking Coors Light. And, you know, the difference was night and day for me. So I always kind of just, I went with it and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. have a lot of festivals under my belt by now. A lot of beers I've drank. I'm like, when does he work? Because I know you have a job. You actually work in the craft beer industry. Right. When is he actually working? Because you're, man, you're at everything. I'm impressed. For uh, people that don't know me, I'm Obed. I work over at ABV Public House. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do work there, you know, uh, you'll see me there sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. and you might also see me at a beer festival. Yeah. I mean, we met you at ABV. That's how we became friends and, uh, was impressed early on with your knowledge and devotion to getting out there and trying literally everything. And, uh, you, you have a good, deep respect for craft beer and, you know, we, we've been to several bottle shares together and you've served us some fantastic stuff and, uh, just watching your your progression on Untapped <laughs> right. throughout your week, so good good stuff, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like uh, there's so much good beer out there, so I try to drink as much as I can without sounding like an alcoholic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's just so much out there. We're spoiled here. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that because like my parents, they you know like I'm friends with them on Facebook, and they're always seeing all these beers and stuff, and I'm like. It's like, Mom, no, I don't go out and buy five 14-ounce you know, percent right. ABV beers and drink all five bottles myself. It's a, it's a social thing. If anything, I might drink four or five ounces of it, six ounces sometimes, and it's, it's, just, it's that tasting thing. That's why you go with friends to everything, so you can taste a little bit of everything without getting drunk. Because who wants to get drunk? You're not going to remember the beers you had. You're not, your, your flavor palate's going to be off by the time you're getting drunk. Right. So it's all about you know quantity, small quantity. So you can get the quality. So. Absolutely. No. Yeah. So I disagree with everything Sean just said. <laughs> Marcus, I don't know what he's talking up. about. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, what brought you into craft beer? Cause uh, oh, that's easy. Uh, way too much lemon lime uh, MD 2020. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that was your college See, drink? Yeah. I call, no. I, was, I think I had it one time <laughs> and vomited uh-huh. profusely. Um, you know, I think my entrance really into craft beer uh was just it was a really slow progression mm-hmm. um you know i grew up uh not like obed where i i was having the keys you know keystone what is it uh what was the what was the mantra keystone. for keystone uh don't ask quality me. beer in a can or something like that <laughs> or i don't know what it was but lies it's yeah. just a big lie i think i just slowly progressed you know i think my first uh craft beer was probably uh probably something like mirror pond um mm-hmm. You know, out one day, and I'm like, oh, I'll try some Deschutes local. Sure, I'll try that. And the the taste difference just from Mirror Pond to, you know, Keystone was crazy. You know, and you're like, wow, there's so many different flavors happening here, and this is so much better. And I'm not, you know, kind of making a an the reverse of an O face when I'm (laughs) when I'm drinking it. and it was just a slow progression towards liking, uh, you know, finding new things that came out in Kasi, you know, it was a, a big one. And then, uh, you know, I got into home brewing really through you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a mutual friend <clears throat> at the time and we all started brewing together and kind of just caught the bug and we, you and I have continued and, mm-hmm. and it's just been a progression. Always visiting, uh, Main Brew and when Main Brew started carrying bottles, you know, that, it was yeah. a progression, yeah, definitely big time. And then when ABV opened, they get their bottle selection like quadrupled or something like. And it was just like all of a sudden. And then and you and I were always going to pubs downtown and trying mm-hmm. new stuff, and it just blew up. And so, yeah, it must have scratched an itch for me doing that. <laughs> so. Well, 
this being our premiere episode, the one thing, yeah, my my favorite style of beer is IPA. I'm not I'm not gonna be embarrassed about that. I, know I thought it was Belgians. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you've liked. You know to what? Me. You're right. You I thought saying, it was Belgians. Obed, you keep saying I'll start checking into some, <laughs> giving them those little scores you get so mad about. Uh, and it seems like a lot of people, you know, like oh IPA, come on, that's so five years ago. But in my mind, no, no. If you can make a good IPA, you're still top notch with me. Uh, so I wanted to talk about. The IPAs we like, and one of the traditions we're gonna have on the show is doing a top six list, not a top five, because nobody buys a five pack of beer. You buy a six pack of beer, so each of us will present the six IPAs we find to be our favorite IPAs, and just talk about why we like them so much. Now, some of the rules on this is no fresh hop, no imperial, and no session. Those will be different categories for another day. So today we're talking about straight up just single IPA, not single hop IPA, but just you know your your just average IPA. So shall we go in a circle? Uh, let's do one at a time in a circle. So, Marcus, why don't you lead us? So you say your first one, and we'll talk about it. Well, first, let's talk okay. about why we like IPAs. Oh, uh, I love Belgians because... <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're always messing with me. I don't know. You know, uh, IPAs scratch an itch for me. I don't know what to say. I mean, mm-hmm. on, a, on a summer day, they're really refreshing. Uh, I love... I love... I've always loved hops. Um uh, the malt character is important, and it needs to carry the hop flavor through. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I was never drawn to you know the more I don't know, British style IPA. I mean, they're okay, but um, you know, I definitely am a West Coast want that. I I love the brightness of you know the West Coast hops and mm-hmm. citrus hops and pine and um, and that's just always been something that I've been drawn to. So yeah. that's why I love IPAs. You know? Yeah. I, the, and that's yeah. why I think a lot of us hop heads are really big on freshness too, because hops uh, characteristics, aromatics, and flavor fade really fast. So yeah. you, that's why you always see right. it's become a joke, you know, with you know how fresh can you get an IPA these days? But <laughs> you know that's why you want to drink them fresh, and mm-hmm. that's a big reason why I suspect mm-hmm. our list now Obed may not because he has uh, a little more access to beer than we do. Right. But um, I suspect a lot of our beers are going to be fairly local, at least West Coast ish. I'm looking at my list right so, now, and uh, I think... because it's tough to get a fresh East Coast IPA, you can do it, but yeah. you know you you've got to work for yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I've only got one non-Oregon beer on my my IPA list. Yeah. Uh, I, I only have one Portland beer on my IPA list too, yeah. though. Uh, and I, you know, I'll just say. And I don't want to make any enemies here, but I just I really am disappointed with the quality of most local IPAs, Portland IPAs. Uh, yeah, the Portland IPAs seem to be pretty malty to me. Um, and I, you know, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying for my taste and what I like in an IPA, I like hoppy. There is clearly, and it's interesting, I think, because now we we used to have, you know, obviously the beer judging uh, BJCP, they have a guideline, style guideline for IPA. But I feel like IPAs, have be, you can have like three or four subcategories in IPAs now. You can have British IPAs. Mm-hmm. You can have, um, you can have, you know, obviously the different levels of alcohol, you know, associated mm-hmm. with an IPA. There's clearly a market for what you're calling an, a multi-IPA because a lot of people make them and they sell a lot of them. Right. So there is absolutely, you know, personal preference that factors into that as well. I'm personally not drawn to that. But right. there must be a lot of people yeah. that are because they're oh, out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're selling. There's yeah. people that like those. Not, that, nothing wrong with that. That's just yeah. not my thing. And yeah. I don't mind malty. I just like it to be balanced enough right. where it's not overwhelming the beer. Right. You can still get the nice, you know, hot bitterness and, you know, the other hot profiles that are being featured. But I yep. do agree with you. I don't like malt heavy IPAs. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So you I'm, want me to start with my number, just yeah, just yeah, one of yeah, six, uh, in no, no particular order? If, do you have an order? Did I you, didn't write an order, but okay. I could probably figure one out in my Why head. Why don't you figure out an order and give me your number? Let's start with our number six. Uh, number six. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to blurt out IPAs, and we'll see where we go from here. Okay. How about that? Uh, can I use uh, – I'm going to go ahead and just say in the series – this is a good one for number six. In the series, I'm going to say three-way. Three-way? Yeah. Okay. Um. There are some years I like better than others. Two, three years ago when they did the collab, or two years ago when they did the uh-huh. collab with Boneyard, they knocked it out of the park for me. Right. Just delicious. And not to say the other ones that have followed have not been as good or, or bad. They're just not quite as much as I've been into. But I think three-way, I look forward to three-way being released every year. I'm excited for the new one. Yeah. And I'm really Bar- excited about the one Barley coming Brown. out this year. Melvin's, yeah. Melvin and Barley Brown and Fort George. Poof. 
Yeah, that's going to so, be a powerhouse. Uh, three-way is is definitely one I'd put up there. And okay. When it's out, I seek it out. Okay. Obed. You know, I'm just going to say Boneyard RPM right now because it's gotten to the point where everybody carries it. Yeah. And their their batches are finally steady again. They're being quite consistent. I can go have a you know a pint at Pizza Schmitza or a pint you know at my now local bar because they have it too. Right. And it's just it's becoming my go to because I don't expect you know some bars to have you know good selection of IPAs. But now that I'm seeing you know RPM everywhere and I don't see anything else, that's kind of my go to now. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I I kind of knocked it out of my list just because. I wasn't satisfied with their consistency. Mm-hmm. And the last few batches I've been having, you know, for, you know, two months now have all been pretty, pretty solid. So mm-hmm. I have to give it a spot just because it's now available everywhere and it's, it's just solid. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It's, Whoa. it's, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You don't have the headphones on. I do. Okay. <laughs> that that was my, uh, my bad. It's, uh, it's not my favorite. I mean, when it first came, I definitely, I mean, I don't want to be too negative. I, I liked RPM better when it first came out, but I will agree with you and it, it's solid now. It's it doesn't blow me away, but it's I mean I'll definitely drink it. I so. miss the old RPM for oh, sure. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, just like I miss the old Total Domination. From, yeah. You know, uh, those those beers both had their heyday. And I was I was thinking about this earlier. Did did those beers really drop in quality that much, or did other IPAs just get that much better? Mm, I well or both. I know the recipe. Well, you know the recipe to RPM mm-hmm. changed because the alcohol content changed. Right. The SRM on it, so the color of it is changed. The color on hot venom is really changed. Yeah, you know, it's it's so they altered the recipe. Yeah, okay. And you know, maybe they had to. Maybe it was just too expensive to make. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, right. okay. Uh, my number six, and again, I put my list together in literally like three minutes because I forgot we were doing this today. Because uh, you and I did a top five list of all these categories a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm probably going to go back on everything I said. Back and I then. I couldn't find my list uh, that we did for the other show. Uh, so just off the top of my head, my number six is I'm going with Sun River Vicious Mosquito. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, yeah. The, you know, one of the newer breweries out of uh, Central Oregon, out of what, they're out of Sun River, over by Bend. And uh, I that beer, when it first came out, I was like, holy shit, where did this brewery come from? Uh, just kind of took me by surprise. Just a nice, fresh IPA. I'm going to be heading there, heading back to Bend for the first time in a couple of years this October, so I'm, and I'll actually be at Sun River, so I'm looking forward to hitting the brewery and oh, cool. trying it fresh yeah. off the tap and just hoping that it's uh, as good. Well, it's got to be as good, if not better. So very much looking forward to that. Marcus, you're number five. I'm going to throw in, uh, so we already mentioned this brewery, and I just had this recently a couple of weeks ago, um, Melvin's IPA, Melvin Brewing's IPA. Mm. Um, and I had it fresh at Arch Bridge uh, Tap House over in... Oregon City or Westland. Mm-hmm. It's one of those two. Anyways, um, delicious. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Really nice yeah. pine flavor to it. Uh, really clean, bright. Uh, it was delicious. I mm-hmm. took it down in no time flat. So I think uh, I think Melvin Brewing is, is a brewery that makes really solid IPAs, and I'd, I'd drink a Melvin IPA anytime I see it on tap. <laughs> okay. Wow. Obed, number five. I have to go with Freem. Free my yep. PA. Um, it's on my list too. Yeah. Yep. But it but it's one of those IPAs that when you taste. By the way, are we it, trying not to repeat? Nope. Or it, can I anything say, goes? Okay. Oh, yeah. you were gonna copy it. No. no well, I, I think Freem's I, on my list. I'm gonna so. bet we all have Freem on our list. Yeah. <laughs> say that right now. But, but I was just gonna say it's one of those beers where you can taste it and right away know how fresh it is. Yep. It's you definitely appreciate it a lot when you can taste it and you know it's just so ripe and so fresh. But you can have it and you can be like, mm, this is not as good as it can be yeah so it's one of those it's it's yep. really good but you know it kind of fades like you want that as fresh as you can yep sure yeah. and i'll say you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there kudos to all the breweries who have the balls to put dates on their bottles and cans of when they put their ideas yes. out. i really appreciate I think, that. I think that's really brave and it's honest and transparent and i wish all the breweries would do that with their ipas I think um, it's a good way, and I think it's also a good way to protect them, too, to know what their product is doing on the shelf. If sure. someone comes back to them and says, hey, your Vortex is yeah. dated three months ago, they're going to be like, yeah. why is that? sitting you know, on the floor. <laughs> our Vortex is not being represented well yeah. like we want it to yeah. or whatever. So yeah. and also, At least you'd know that as a brewery. Yeah, and a, and a you know, big old boo to the beer stores that don't know how to sell IPA. <laughs> just have it sitting out on the shelf unrefrigerated and just <laughs> – uh, I'm not even going to mention names. Oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, okay, my number five uh, is a local uh, IPA. It's it's my only Portland IPA, and I could have picked either IPA from this brewery, uh, but I went with Wanderlust out at Breakside. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their, their regular just IPA is delicious too. They're both delicious beers, but I just went with Wanderlust. I think I like Wanderlust maybe just a tad more than the regular IPA. Um, you know, good job, Portland Brewery. Because, <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I have a hard time finding the Portland breweries that are making the kind of IPA I like, and, and Breakside definitely has it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know they win a lot of polls too. They're they're frequently at the top of polls. Right, for, they just won mm-hmm. uh, one poll where they sampled sixty plus IPAs yes. from Portland, and they were in the in yeah. the number one spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah frequently. So that that would make sense. <laughs> we're talking Portland IPAs. Marcus? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull one now that I had uh, when I was on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was delicious. It's a little it was a little overpriced, but whatever. Uh, and that's Maine Brewing's lunch. Oh. Uh, lunch was delicious. It was a very citrusy, juicy yep. IPA. Yep. Um, and, uh, just absolutely what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a tropical fruity IPA. And, and mm-hmm. they killed it. They're double IPA. I know we're not talking about those, but it's a fantastic beer oh, dinner as well. Insane. You've had dinner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lunch is just as good. I don't as think it's... I've had lunch. I think I've just had dinner. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's a really solid IPA. I know he's, you know, because I don't live in the East Coast, there's a lot of IPAs I haven't had, uh, but that is one that I really, really liked. Yeah, and you know I, that's where I got to throw out my my thanks to all our friends who are beer traders, <laughs> because Absolutely. that's the only way I've ever had you it. Is, get it. Yeah, yeah. Is all the guys who are hustling and bustling to get those beers yeah. out there and get getting some good mid Midwest and East Coast beers back over here that we normally don't get because of distribution issues. Uh, and we won't mention names because I don't think it's illegal to do beer trading. But thank you to those who who partake because yeah, we get to try things like that and Heady Topper and all the other great stuff. Uh, uh, Three Floyds, you know, mm-hmm. we get to see here. So, uh, yeah, Obed, you're number four. You know, this one's kind of new, um, but it's already getting quite the hype. But I'm going to say the Juice Jr., the Great G- Notion Brewing. Really? Wow. Okay, so, I, yeah. Oh, you, wanted, been, you, you wanted you me to go there with you last there. week, and I couldn't make it. Yeah, So right. you went, and it was good. Well, that was actually my, my second visit there. Okay, and what's um, it called again? Great Notion. Um, no, what was the beer? Juice yeah. Jr. Juice Jr., Okay, now I need to get out there. Right. No, it's uh <laughs> I I've just been impressed um for being, you know, a fairly new brewery, mm-hmm. 2 months old or something. They're knocking, you know, all these beer styles out of the park. Mm-hmm. Stouts, IPAs, a Berliner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right off the bat. They're awesome. doing it. Okay. So, do right. we know who opened that up? Do you know are they um, from anywhere? They took, they took from, over Mashton, right? They took over the Mashton space. They they're local. Um want to say James James Dugan, I might have it. I, I might I, have it I, a little wrong, but I believe you know home brewer for a long time. Him and his partner, you know, over ten years of home brewing experience, okay. mm-hmm. and you know they just put put it together finally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. All right, uh, my number four. Uh, this is my only pick from California, from Knee Deep Brewing. This is their Breaking Bud. I boy, Knee Deep just kind of like exploded here. Like one day, ABV had a tap takeover. And they had Breaking Bud, two doubles and two triples. And I was like, who are these guys? Yeah. And they're bottling everything, too, which is fantastic. Yep. And, and you're still getting some one-offs. And you're getting fresh bottles. Fresh bottles. You're getting some one-offs every once in a while from them. Uh, that's a place that has jumped way up Just on my radar. Just the fact that they make, like, three or four triple IPAs and they bottle <laughs> and they like, bottle all. of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. yeah. No, Knee Deep has quickly become one of my favorite mm-hmm. breweries in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Yeah. They're kind of, they must be like the Barley Browns of California. Yep. So, oh man, that's good stuff. Marcus, number three. I'm going to start repeating now. Breaking Bud. Oh, well, <laughs> good enough. Done. You want to add anything new to that? <laughs> nope. It's a fantastic. It's a it's it's a fantastic IPA. It's easy to drink. It's clean. It just it's refreshing. Uh-huh. Great IPA. Yeah. Obed, number three. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Blind Pig, Russian really? River. Okay. Um, we actually get it quite often now yeah. here in Portland. Yeah. Uh, Hop oh, yeah. and Mine gets it. Apex gets it's it. It's on it. Yeah, yeah it's in, on and, Apex all the time. And when you get a nice, you know. I want to say again, fresh batch of it. You taste it. You get that great, you know, grapefruit notes and that nice hot backbone. And it's just, it's just solid to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're moving on to my number three is I'm going to, well, it's already been said. I'm going to go with Freem Family, uh, IPA. Uh, those guys just, they, they're doing two different things out there. They're doing the Belgians and they're doing the, or no, Bel- yeah, Belgian sours. Uh, they do all do you, kinds of stuff. They're doing everything. They I do Belgian inspired. They do some French saisons. They do IPAs, yeah. obviously. They do bar- they're doing barrel aging now. But have they done, haven't they done some sours too? 
My, my uh, they have yes, they have a blonde, uh, a blonde sour, yeah. and a Flanders, I believe, red yeah. as well. So they're 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 kind of doing everything out there, and they're doing mm-hmm. everything well. And that's coming from a guy who doesn't do a lot of Belgians and doesn't do that many sours. Mm-hmm. I free family man. Oh, we're gonna have a whole different topic on just breweries themselves, and they're we're gonna talk a lot about them in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I love them a lot. So Marcus, you're number f- uh, two. Mm-hmm. Free my PA. Okay, Obed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just doing that, huh? We're um, getting some love on this show, <laughs> right? Absolutely, it's fantastic. It's it's an, like like that's it, all been said already. Yeah, they're just wearing the wrong shirt today. That's all. I know, just, right? <laughs> we won't say who he's wearing, but he's wearing it. Was that a gift from the wife? That was a gift from uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, brother. Okay, of course. Yeah, we love your brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh, other half brewing from Brooklyn. And I'm going to go with their uh, Green it's Diamonds. The, it's called the Other Half? Other Half. I haven't heard of this brewery. So uh, here's a crazy part. They're from, from New York, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've tried them now on several occasions. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this is the opposite coast. And I'm probably getting it weeks after it's probably been mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. And it just holds up so well. The flavor's there. And, and they're blowing me away because how can this be so good it's not made on the west coast and it's probably weeks old already mm-hmm. so big shout out to other half brewing they're they're doing something and what's right. the name of this ipa uh green diamonds did we cool. try this at one of the shares recently i don't remember that one i do not remember it at a bottle share recently okay no. okay uh well i think i'm the first who's going to throw this one out but i have a feeling i won't be the only person who's going to say this but uh out of astoria fort george brewing's vortex uh, I talked earlier about appreciating breweries that actually, you know, date their bottles and their cans. These guys have the the courage to do it, and and I'll tell you, there's been some times when I picked up the can, looked at the, looked at the date, and I go, well, no, I'm not going to wait. That's probably a month old, and I know I know I can find it fresher somewhere else because uh, that's the snob that I am. But uh, <laughs> I Fort George Vortex is such a good standard IPA. Uh, it, it's hard to beat. I have one more that will beat it, but, uh, yeah, I, I love it. And I love going down to the brewery itself and getting it right there because there's yeah. no better way to do it. Yeah, on tap. It's yep. delicious. Marcus, you're number one. I mean, uh, it's Barley Brown's Pallet Jack. <laughs> uh, it's cons- it is so consistent. I don't know that I've ever had one that I just said, you know what, this is an off batch. I, maybe that's happened, but it's consistent. Um, it's uh, again everything. It's clean. It's refreshing. It's it's very pine forward with a little bit of citrus backbone. Um, the malt carries it through. Um, Barley Brown knocks IPAs out of the park. Yep. And it's, it's just I, as yeah. a, so far as a standard IPA, it's probably my yeah. number one. Yeah. I, if I, it's I, on tap somewhere, I unless there is something just compelling me, three or four other beers compelling me not yeah. to have it, yeah. I'll have it. Well, and if you see, like, their Imperials or something or Notorious from Boneyard, or, I mean... Sure, but, yeah. But, yeah, if you just want a solid, yeah, all yeah. IPA, boy. Yep. Obed? Sticky Hands. That's a double, isn't it? Is it a double? Isn't Sticky Hands an Imperial? I guess. Oh, Sticky Hands would have been on my list if that wasn't... Yeah, if that's, yeah, that's an Imperial, man. It's just in my mind. as like, <laughs> when you say IPA, it's no, on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll do a thing on Imperials. And, I, yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. I can change that, though. Uh, have you guys had anything from Pizza Port? Pizza Port? I've, no, California. I've heard, heard many, many things about Pizza Port, but I've never tried a Pizza Port beer. Right. Uh, we don't get them here, but right. we can get them here, right? Right. And, uh, you know. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> um, <laughs> they actually had a can date on, you know, the cans I've received. So I knew at this point I was drinking 30-something day-old IPA. So my, you know, I didn't, I didn't have my hopes up like, oh, it's going to be a good IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, to my surprise, I was like, wow, this held up really, really well. Mm-hmm. And and that gives gives me, um, you know, even it, more respect for them. Not only can somebody make good IPAs, but if you can make the right brew to make it last more than a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So Pete Support, mm-hmm. just their house IPA, uh, comes in cans. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's actually quite, quite delicious. I just wasn't going to put it originally in my top six because I don't, you know, people are listening. It's probably something they can't, you know, easily get. Mm-hmm. So, but for, I, but for those who know how to, well, mm-hmm. but, but for those of you or have friends who do, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. give Pete Support a, a, a try. They're, they're making some good stuff. Awesome. All right. Good to know. Cause that's a place I've, yeah, I've yet to try any of their stuff yet. Uh, my number one, I, yeah, Marcus, you said it, you, Pallet Jack from Barley Browns. I, 
just I lose my mind whenever I see it because you can almost always find somewhere in Portland that will be pouring it at any given These time. These days you can, yeah. Yeah, a lot of places will get it sporadically, but I mean you can almost always find it at Apex. Mm-hmm. They, they, I, th- I think they're they're in bed with <laughs> with Barley Browns because they've they've always got the goods with, from Barley Browns out there. But uh, yeah, I just when I see pallet jackets, like, well, I'm getting that. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm getting that because there's nothing else better on that bar menu. Um, it, it's affordable. You know, whereas a lot of you know when you when you start trying to find things better than pallet jack, you're going to be paying a little bit more money for it. So yeah, um, yeah, just good job and uh, thank you, Tyler Brown, yes. <laughs> for making such a great beer. I have one special shout out for another East Coast brewery since we don't you know rep them too much here, mm-hmm. and that is I had I've had this twice, and one time it was amazing, mm-hmm. and the other time I had it, it was good, um, and that's from Treehouse, and that's the Julius. Oh yes, um, from Treehouse. Yes, that it's it had one. They don't of, need a shout out. Everybody knows about them. They're like a they're like a five yeah, point you know six out of five on that bottle shop we or the bottle share we went to that night. That was the first time I'd even heard of them. Oh really? So, yeah. Um. I mean, so I just uh, when I poured it out the first time, uh, when I had it the first time, poured it in my glass. It out? Yeah, <laughs> poured it out. Pour yeah, one out. Shit, rain pour. Um, it the the head on it was a it was like meringue, which was just I'd never seen anything like that. It was really cool, but just again mm. one of those just pine and juicy tropical fruits. It's yeah. it's a it's like a Julius. I mean, it really is that juicy and mm. fruity. It's delicious. Nice. So, anyways, that's an extra shout out, and that's Massachusetts, I think. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, guys. That was our top six list. Uh, let's let's crack something else open and get another beer going here. All right. What do we, what do we have for our choices? You guys want the coffee forward sump perennial? Or this campfire stout from Ooh. High Water Brewing. Let's try that because I've had the sump, and the sump is delicious. Don't get me wrong, but let's try that because that's something I've never heard of. Oh, cool. Let's see. Can, what, can, tell us about this brewery. Who are they? You know, I myself know very little about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not that old, as far as I know, because I've just now, you know, seen them listed here and there, and. Uh, this is going to this is going to be probably my second beer I've tried from them and uh I I don't really know what to expect from it but I like I said I always like trying just new beers so you know Ooh, I like that. It's got the good chocolate. Hmm. It's got like chocolate, maybe a little marshmallow on it mm-hmm. on the nose. Anna, how's your beer Campfire doing? Campfire stuff. There you, you go. go. <laughs> okay. Ooh, that's okay. Yeah, I do get the marshmallow right off the bat. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a very nice for a six and a half percent stout. Brewed with graham crackers, apparently ah. molasses and uh, yeah. Where'd that's you find that? That's got a lot going on to it for being six and a half percent. So this was somebody nice. was just generous enough to include this as an extra. And ah, send it to me. You know, gotcha. they didn't have to. They're, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. in a legal manner. <laughs> oh yeah, I, well, of course. Yeah. I was in a legal manner. <laughs> That's my band name, Legal Manner. Legal Manners. Yep. Well, I don't want to see you. You're boring. <sighs> oh, have you mean. guys had the off-color brewing Dino S'mores? No. We, we get it here in Portland. It's, yeah, I've uh, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's something going for this type of profile. Mm-hmm. You know, they do smaller. So I'm kind of in my mind, I'm comparing it to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, this... who's who's the one brewery baseline or that does the s'more? Base camp. Oh, base, base camp. camp. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. And they actually yeah. put a burning marshmallow on your beer. They'll, you toast, they'll flambe yeah. your marshmallow, yeah. <laughs> and, flambe the, and, your they'll marshmallow. Put, and they'll put one on your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I like that when I had it actually there, and they did the whole marshmallow thing. But when you have that beer just by itself on tap somewhere, it kind of loses its luster without yeah, the burning it, marshmallow. It's, yeah, it's more about the burning marshmallow <laughs> I love the as burning always. Marshmallow. Uh, ba- I call it baseline. <laughs> it's our heroin beer. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hey, let's get to our topic. And our topic today is beer festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're moving into beer festival season, of course, in Portland. Are you saying there's a beer, is there an end to There's a beer, beer festival, festival every friggin' weekend, if not more than one. But uh, but we're definitely moving into the season where they're starting to pick up, and you're going to be seeing two, three festivals a week, and some of them a week long at times. Uh, in Portland, it's like beer festivals went from being Friday and Saturday and sometimes Sunday to being Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because they're yeah. in such high demand now for the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Marcus, what to you makes up a good beer festival? What are you looking for when you go to a beer festival? Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, the first and f- foremost, 
even if the festival is amazing, we always, as beer geeks, look at the tap list. Right. We look at the beers, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I'm not too proud to say I do. I I I will look at a festival and go, well, <laughs> does this have anything that is you know something that I that I can't easily get, mm-hmm. or you know, does it have some one-offs, or does it have everything that I can just go to Safeway and go buy, right, and 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 drink. And so it's got to have something compelling to drive me out there from a from a brewery and beer standpoint. To yeah. make you want to to make me want to go out there and buy the tickets. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. if uh, if I'm paying thirty bucks and I'm and I'm getting no offense because I, I actually think Laurelwood IPA is okay, but I'm using an example. If all I get is from Laurelwood is their IPA or workhorse, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I can go to any store and buy that. So why would right. I pay thirty dollars and drive down and deal with you know crowds and blah blah blah? Right. Right. And there are some festivals that. Maybe they can't get better beers. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how that works, but yeah. there it definitely plays into. Yeah, I don't. I don't know I the whole dynamics of. I don't of, either. Of the people. So who, I don't want to bash a festival for no, that. No, 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 no. Um, because every festival has a purpose. It. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I definitely. I'm looking for the. I'm looking for the brewers who are taking the time to make something for this festival. Yeah. That this is something you haven't tried before. This is the introduction to it. And I've had some fantastic introductions to beers that now are commonplace. I yeah. mean, Maui Brewing's Coconut Porter, the first time I had that at Oregon Brew- Brewers Festival, the line, you know, usually when you get a beer at OBF, the line's like 10 people deep. This line was about 50 people deep, and people were just getting their beer, going back in line to get another one and just <laughs> drinking the beer. You know, so there's there's moments like that where you're introduced to something really, really good for the first time that's going to become a standard beer. Yeah. Um, or it's just that one-off, and that's the only time you're going to have the opportunity to drink that beer is at that, that festival. Yeah. So I'm looking for those moments. I am also looking for venue. I'm, I'm I really like a oh, nice agree. a nice place to have the festival. I agree. Uh, you know, something like at the Organic Beer Festival, I love that setting. Mm-hmm. If if nothing else, they've killed with the setting there. That big park, it's it, room mm-hmm. to breathe, room to move. The lines are short because it's just it's spread out. Yeah, I like something like that. You know, yeah. that that those are the things I'm looking for in a festival. I agree. Know? Festival of Dark Arts. Yes. I love walking around the brewery at Fort George. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's just a super cool environment. You you've got an outside area. You've got all the food areas. You've got the mm-hmm. brewery. You're standing next to fermenters. You right. know, I mean everything. It, yeah, you're, you're standing getting, in the barrel room. They've got an artistic component to it with all the display. You know, the metal oh, forgers and, then, and the and glass then all blowers the stuff they and do the ice sculptors that. and yep. <laughs> the artists walking yeah. around who are all decked out. Yeah. And light bands and yeah and it's know, light not, music helps and they're um, not just pulling their own or pushing their own beers they have brewers from all over the country there and yeah yeah that's a so, that's a great one obed what do you look for in a festival i'm kind of like marcus at this point you know I, I feel that there's a lot of beer that i can easily get with a trip to my local neighborhood bottle shop mm-hmm. without having to buy tickets who are getting in line for etc so I look for exclusivity. I look for those uh, events that are going to have beers mm-hmm. that, you know, are either made specially for that event or they're going to have stuff that you can't normally even get here that's coming, you know, mm-hmm. from out of town somewhere and, and it's special. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll gladly pay the entry fee or whatever for that type of, you know, event. And and it's for that reason that, I, you know, I've kind of every year I'm, I, I find myself telling telling myself more that I won't be back this year to mm-hmm. so-and-so festival mm-hmm. just because I, I feel like it doesn't really have anything anymore to keep mm-hmm. me interested. But there's a lot of, you know, here in Portland, there's so many new festivals coming up every year that are, aren't big, huge festivals with thousands of people. They might be, you know, a couple hundred people, you know, smaller festivals outside yeah. on the street. More community-based. Yes, and there's more of those each year, and they're getting some really, really great beer. So, you know, I, that's kind of the ones I'm more focused on mm-hmm. now. And you mm-hmm. just hit one of those this past weekend, didn't you? Uh, sir, did you go to Cerveza? I did go to Cerveza, the, yes. The, the Wild uh, Farmhouse and Saison Festival, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was, was it? Uh, I haven't been to that one yet. Never been. Wow. Um, no, it's good. This is my fourth year going to that one, and uh, I was uh, I was surprised. They had some uh, really good stuff this year. Yeah. Um, I did the VIP ticket, so I got to go in a few hours early before the general crowd, which mm-hmm. I totally am happy I did because a lot of the really good beers, you know, they were kind of gone. <laughs> really Blasted quick. out quick. It, it's so crazy because I myself missed out on one of those beers, and I was there, you know, 
right as they open. Right. Um, and you still missed out on and some I of still missed out on it wow. because uh, it was so exclusive, like, you know. Two gallon kegs yeah, of those okay, things. Yeah, that's well, that's like come on, bring a little more. Well, so this is what I'm, well I'll tell you what I'm talking about. It. They they brought some of that members club only El apothecary that, you know, oh, you yeah, yeah. can't get. Yeah. So, you know, they literally did six bottles of this and three bottles of that, mm-hmm. you know, for the first VIPs in line. That's all they brought just because that's, le- that's all that was left of that. They didn't make any right, more. Right. And, you know, and they don't do kegs. El Apothecary doesn't do kegs. Right. It's all bottles. So right. once those bottles blew, you know, that was it. That's it. You know. Man. That's tough. But, I mean, that's tough as a VIP. Uh, I, I Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Maybe you should just it, bring it just would three bottles. You, right? but, well, if you can only bring three bottles, maybe you shouldn't bring them. Like maybe you should. Well, I mean, they, uh, had, they I, had. But I kind of like that specialness. That hey, I got there and I got I got in the right line at the right time and I got to experience something special, and you know. And, and that wasn't the only two beers they brought. That right. was the ones that interest me. I should no, say. that's what I'm saying. They yeah. had like yeah, six, I'm... seven, eight different beers, and some of those were still on the day after. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I kind of did the thing where I network and I see people there that you know I normally see I bottle mm-hmm. share with, and I was like, hey, you know, let's let's grab a table, and you know they got in line and they got some, so now they're letting me try it. So even right. though I missed out on it, I can still get it. Yeah. You know what I mean, because yeah, yeah. they're kind like that. So sure, uh, yeah, it was some that good is... beers like that. You know. That is that is the uh, that is the mantra though at beer festivals when you go with a bunch of friends it's like you you devise a plan and you de- and you you scatter and you gather back together and you all try everything you know and that's yeah right. uh, you know the, I, another thing that I look at is value is what am I going to get for the dollar I spend to go into this sure. festival uh, the one exception I always make and I and well it's not I'm not making an exception because. You pay a lot of money, but I feel you get a lot for your dollar at this beer festival, and that is Fred Fest, put on by Hair of the Dog, mm-hmm. uh, in honor of Fred Eckhart. Uh, this festival, you, what is it? It's, it's been between sixty-five and seventy-five bucks it's over like the years. Sixty-five bucks. Yeah, last I think year. the first year I went it was seventy-five. Uh, but you don't get tokens because you can drink all the beer you want. That's it's cool. unlimited. It's, and we're not talking just like we talked about. You know, just. Hey, it's just that beer I saw at the store the other day. These are all yeah. beers that are pretty much brewed for this festival, they this are. festival only. Yeah. Once in a while, you'll see something you've had before, maybe in another festival, but very rarely does that happen. They put out a food spread that is to die for. It's not just like, yep. hey, here's a bunch of chips and salsa. I mean, they're putting out quality charcuterie, meats and cheeses. They're putting out sandwiches that are just insane. They're putting out chicken skewers that are crazy good. Cream beef skewer. And, and all the food you want. I mean, everything is all you can take. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could really get messed up at this festival if you were one of those people. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, you never really see that. Um, yeah, I, I'm such a fan of Fred Fest. It, it, it's expensive, but it's worth every penny. Yeah. Absolutely every penny. Have you been to Fred Fest? Because we haven't seen you there. That is one I have missed. Um, you know, I just, it was kind of under my radar, but. Mm-hmm. You know, this year I did see their tap list, and I did want to go. Uh, I just couldn't that day. I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, uh, tickets for the next one go on this Friday. Go I, on sale. I will be doing that. Okay. Yes. Um, but I saw, you know, I saw a lot of the check-ins, and and they brought some good stuff. The really great stuff, actually. Yeah. So that caught my attention. That's yeah. something I. I'll, that's the type of festival that attracts me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And another another uh, beer fest I like a lot just because it hits on my you know we talk about IPAs being my favorite my second favorite style of beer are the big barrel aged stouts and porters and barley wines and strong ales and all that and if you want that stuff you got to hit the holiday ale festival first weekend of oh. December uh, oh man I've been going to that that festival since the early days when it was just in a little uncovered you know it was a tent with no walls and all they had was big heat tubes to keep you warm and everybody's like getting their beer and standing around the heat tubes trying to stay warm and rain sometimes snow dumping all around you uh it's been going on for a while now and it's it's evolved into quite a big festival it's another one of those ones that's gone to starts on a wednesday now and goes all the way through the weekend uh i have had some amazing beers at this festival uh, and not just it's again it's not just about the beers at this place because it's also got a great vibe the christmas trees are up the big tree in the portland What's it called? The Portland Pioneer Square, right. Courthouse mm-hmm. Square. They've got and it's big... tented as well. Yeah, it's and... tented, yeah, yeah. and it's wall. Now they've got walls all the way around it. You're plenty warm. I've I've never been cold at that festival. Um, they've got a secret. Not it's not secret, but they have like a little small annex you can get to where they have some of the more rare, harder to find stuff. And they don't they don't really even announce really what's going to be going on there. You just have to kind of keep looking and make sure you get there on the right days. Um, that that is that was my favorite beer festival until Fred Fist hit, but. Uh, it's still right up there. It's a fantastic festival. If you've never been to the Holiday Festival, make sure you get down there. And I was going to say, if you like those big beers, you know, you like those stouts, you like mm-hmm. those barrel-aged beers, 
uh, Hellshire Day. At yes. Hellshire, oh, it's you, nothing but barrel-aged beers. Yeah. Uh, you know, barrel-aged stouts, sours, mm-hmm. or just different styles. And uh, they had a really good lineup this year. Yeah, so you made it down there, huh? I made I it down there. It's a little there. drive to Eugene. Yeah, not too bad, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, great beer. I mean, they had the Hunapu this year. What's that? So it's one of those big beers that has a following, like, say, Dark Lord. If I say Dark Lord, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Wow. Obed, I've never seen Obed get so angry so quick there. He's like, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's going to get violent. Because you like the stouts. I kind of expect no, 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 you. No, no, yeah, it's yeah, going to no. get violent. I've never here. had Dark Lord, but I know exactly what it is. Right, yeah. right. So this is this is another, you know, Dark Lord-esque hype beer, you mm-hmm. know, by Cigar City out in Florida, which just got sold to uh, Oscar Blues. So maybe we'll oh. see better distribution out here now. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. But uh, yeah, the Hanapu, they do a Hanapu day. Mm-hmm. Tickets are ridiculous. I don't know if they're two hundred something plus dollars. Oh so wow! They uh they do include some bottles and you know extras to you okay. know, kind of make it worthwhile. Right, but right. uh You know, it's one of those, and and they had it the same day. Hanapu Day happened simultaneously with Hellshire Day. Uh huh. So that was kind of cool. And they they had the new keg on draft there, the 2016. It, it blew right away. Obviously, most people kind of went just for that right away. Right. Um. But it was a nice festival. They brought a lot of out of state beers. You know, New Holland was there mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Terrapin, et cetera. A lot of good out of state bre- uh, breweries. So that was, that was a fun festival. It was raining, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, the, the, war- uh, the beer kept you warm. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of beers are definitely going to keep you warm. Uh, you know, of course, this being Portland, we've got the Oregon Brewers Festival, which is, well, I believe the second largest beer festival in the country, right behind Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, always the end of July. 80,000 plus people. Oh, right? it's insane. That is an insane festival. Another one that, you know, they went to Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, we've just made it a habit now. Like, we take the day off and we go Wednesday. We're there usually by 12 or 1 to avoid the crowds because that fucker gets crowded. I think I was with you this past year. Yes, you've been with yeah. us the last two years, I think. Haven't well, I've you? gone like, Many years, yeah, but yeah, with yeah. you, yeah, I mean, with, yeah, with yeah, us, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a group, and that yeah, it's definitely where they go. I, you know, that's the other thing about beer festivals: go with a group of people because if it's just you and a friend, you're not going to get to try very much without getting tanked. When you go with a whole bunch of people and everybody's getting something different, and you're all communicating. You know, it's it's a uh, it's that whole uh, you know, hey, can I try yours here? Try yours. So we we usually end up going with at least five to ten people to these beer festivals and can probably get at least a taste of everything there that way it means you know passing around a glass you might risk infectious disease but hey you know it's worth I, it i try not to share with the ones <laughs> who have cold sores but I, you're right yeah, yeah def- definitely the way to go um and the other thing that's nice about holiday Ale fest and oregon brewers festival is they're both on the max line so really really nice and convenient if you know to avoid driving which you should always do when going to a beer festival uh, if you, if you can't p- use public transportation or a cab or Uber, uh, get yourself a designated driver because man, it's easy to get wobbly neat at these things. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Marcus, what are you eyeballing there? No, nothing. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just thinking just... about, I'm just thinking about sharing glasses. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> cold oh. sores, people who don't drink with their mouths. Oh, the things I've spread. <laughs> uh, has anybody been down to the Oregon Garden Beer Festival? I have not, no. Okay, because we've had them on our show two or three years uh, on In One Day Radio, and we're going to actually, they're scheduled to be on this year, uh, but I've never been able to make it down there just due to scheduling conflicts. I hear it's a beautiful festival. The setting is amazing, which I said was like my number two component. Um, I, I want to get down there one of these days. What time of year is it? It's coming up. It, it, uh, I think it's late spring. Perhaps? Yeah, I won't ever go with you to that. <laughs> uh, I have allergies, and that time oh, of year is bad. And in the being in a Valley? bunch of yeah, that would be yeah. rough. Because it's down in what Silverton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right in the Oregon heart of the, Garden. Yeah, like heart of the Willamette Valley. Where all I the would need a lot of beer. To make me feel good. <laughs> Can we just bring you down, and rub a kitty yeah, under maybe. your nose? <laughs> yeah. uh, what did What did you guys think of? <laughs> What did you both think? Because you were both there. The Fresh Hop Festival we went to this The Hood past River Fe- yeah. Fresh Hop Festival was insane. Now, I've been to the Portland Fresh Hop Festival a few times, and it's been hit and miss with me. Uh, the first year I went was okay. It seems like it's been kind of stale the last couple of years. I But the, the one in Hood River is insane. I love it. I, I enjoyed it. it. I, I will say uh, uh, it is... A little crowded. The venue crowded. location is not ideal. Yeah. The beers are great. 
Yeah. But the location and the, and the amount of people was and how it was run was a little subpar. Yeah. So it doesn't make my top list. Yeah. I will say that good. I was really bummed out that our friend Toby got two pre pre purchase <laughs> tickets, and so we we're thinking, oh, oh no, yes. this is great. We're so, oh, this Please is perfect. Story, yeah. So we go and get in our pre purchase ticket line. And that line is around the block, whereas you, both you guys went to the, just the general admission and you walked right in. It yeah. took us 15 we, minutes to get in with our we, prepaid tickets. As we walk up, we're like one line, <laughs> one, one entrance has a line just, I mean, hundreds, in the hundreds of we people. We thought that was general admission. We thought that was general admission and yeah. the other one has no line. Nope. Yeah. That was prepaid. Yeah. You had to wait 15 minutes. At least. So it gave, uh, it gave Obed and I time to go in, <laughs> pay for our tickets. Walk up, figure out which beer we wanted first, uh-huh. go get the beer, uh-huh. then walk back, and you guys were still only <laughs> yeah. halfway through the line, yeah. and we were drinking beer in front of you. Yeah, the, we were uh, ready for our second pour. Yeah, I believe. yeah we they, had our second pour by the time. They you guys definitely got have their layout a little backwards yeah. on the pre-purchase thing. Yeah. They got to work on that. But they got great beers. It, but it, it and was it, good. And it's Hood River, which is a beautiful. And it was little a fun town. trip. I mean, was, driving out there is, it was is a nice. sunny day. Yeah. Uh, you know that early fall, late summer thing, and yeah. oh man, and there were some delicious beers at that. That was that was definitely a fun one. Uh, a, f- a festival I've never been to, and I've heard mixed reviews on this. I've heard some people really like it, and other people have been really frustrated with it. Is the Fruit Beer Festival? Oh, but have you been to the Fruit Beer Festival? I've gone, uh, yeah, many years in a row now. Okay. Um, well, well, if you've gone many years in a row, you must kind of like it. Well, <laughs> are you just? Being... I I I do, and I don't because I've also noticed a decline in mm. it. I feel every year. Um, it's kind of gone downhill a little bit for me personally. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with space and crowding. Yeah, which I heard it's moving this year to the park Yeah, blocks. yeah, I was just talking to Ezra last night at Cerevest, and he was saying, you know, this year it's moving to the to north, the, uh, north, north blocks. Park, yeah. yeah, so that's I'm kind of excited for that. That that made me want to check it out. I, I was kind of doubting myself this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll give that a try, Um, you know. It's that time of year. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's a nice time of year. There's plenty of beer to drink. Um. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it if you've never been there. You got to do it at least once. Yeah, uh, you know. Okay, I, there's. Is there another festival that weekend? Cause I'm it seems, sure. It seems like there's always something that conflicts with why I haven't made it to that, and I can't remember what that is. There might be. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's also that's that's technically part of Portland Beer Week, which is actually like what ten days long, not a week long. Uh, I remember, I remember one time, uh, what uh, I was on some beer beer thread with some people talking about festivals and you know what's beer city usa and some guy from philly was trying to say hey we've got we've got a whole beer day i go buddy we've got a beer week (laughs) come on and our week is 10 days long out here so we've got a beer weekend and we've got 52 of them (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah people who don't live here don't understand like how you know you can find some beer function any weekend of the year any weekend. It may not always be big. It might be a nano festival, which I kind of like the nano fests that talk about getting a bunch of one-offs, you know. The, the... I'm over here looking, I'm over here on a Monday night at your house <laughs> looking at Bourbon Abominable, mm-hmm. this delicious beer from High Water. We've got a sump from Perennial. Yep. We've um, got a Grestic on the table over there and a Sticky Hands, and yeah. that's just a standard Monday night. That's a Monday night in Portland. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> and we all have to work tomorrow. That's stupid. <laughs> Oh, That's really stupid. Yeah. Where's uh, my MD 2020? Oh, boy. <laughs> have, uh, am I the only one at this table who's been to Cheers to Belgian beers? No, I've, I've gone to Cheers for three years. That's, yeah. you know, again, you're talking to a guy who's not big on Belgians, but I like that festival. I like the setting because it's, it's... Let's talk about your hatred for Belgians. It's, <laughs> yes, let's talk about It's that. not a hatred. It's just a... I'm not a fan of the Belgian yeast, and I, I can't explain yeah. why. It's just something that yeah, kinda, you just don't like the like the banana and whatever. Just kind of rubs me wrong, yeah. and I'm also not a big fan of whip beers. I don't like that spicy cardamom in my beer. And, yeah. Um, but you know, I I have had Belgians. I like. I definitely have found Belgian. I love Commons Brewing. I think Commons makes really fun beers. Yeah, but they're farmhouse. They're not really. I mean, well, I, how how do you feel about I... Belgian stouts? Freem's Belgian stout was delicious. Well, what about real Belgian stouts? I don't know if I've had a good one. I don't know if anybody, I, meaning I don't think anybody's. Have you had a real Belgian stout? Yeah. I don't know if I have. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have. If, either, if, to some, be if, if you want to point me in that direction, I, you know, I'll try anything. Uh, I'll bring something to share with you. Okay. Um, so you're saying if I point you in a direction and say that's a Belgian stout, you will go to you it? Know, show me a large Belgian man and I will go to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Black Albert. Um, the beer, Belgian, <laughs> distrues. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's considered a world-class uh, beer. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I just had the um, Four Roses Bourbon Barrel Age right yeah. here. They're from Belgium. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful beer. Yeah. 
Um, they make they make some good stouts out there. I, man. You know, and at the Oregon Brewers Festival was it th- this year, this past year, and the year before when they brought over the special Belgian stuff. I had some delicious beers there. That that was some that was some of the best Belgian beers I'd ever had. So I, it's just yeah. standard Belgian beers. I I'm just the, the, that yeast gets me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Not in like a you know Jerry Maguire way. You get me. But you're starting to get into, you know, <laughs> Belgian-esque styles like sure. sours and tart beers. Now I've yeah. seen you yeah, yeah, check yeah, into yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of Degard yeah, yeah. and, and Degard, you I, like I've, it. I've liked everything I've had from Degard. I've liked everything I've had from Cascade. I, you know, there's definitely some stuff that I find that I like, uh, but I'm not just one of those, I love all sour beers. I, I can't say that. And that doesn't mean that they're bad. You're talking about a strong Belgian yeast characteristic. That's yeah. typically what yeah. is off-putting yep. for you. Yep, yeah. exactly. And that... Yeah. that that's just my taste. There's no right or wrong with beer drinking what you like and what you don't Other like. Other than when you're wrong. <laughs> I just know Obi gets mad at you when I get on and tap and I give him low ratings so I don't like it. He's like, I know. Yeah, it's a fantastic Stop beer. rating Belgian Stop beer. Stop rating him. And yeah, and then Marcus, as you said, another one of my all-time favorite festivals is Festival of the Dark Arts. Just, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, a, it's just fun. That's a party. That, it is. That's the, that's, that's the most party atmosphere yeah. without it being an absolute... Shit fest. It feels like of drunk people. It feels kind of like is, the Mardi Gras of beer festivals, but it's not obnoxious. No, that's what I mean. It's not a shit fest. It's, no, it's it's subdu- it's as subdued as a party gets. It's well, in control. And, and with that festival, it really depends on the weather. Because this year it was dumping rain. Last year it was beautiful. And you know when it's beautiful, that means the whole courtyards open up and yeah. the, the inside buildings aren't packed and you know shoulder to shoulder because this does get crowded when it rains. You're, yeah, yeah, they, it it definitely wants that outside area open mm-hmm. so that you can kind of let yeah. a few more people out. It was a little crowded this year, but yeah, I mean it's still awesome. They they have so many different things going on. They do artwork for it. They put a lot of effort into that festival. Right, right, um, right. more so than any other festival that I've, that I've been to in the entertainment and artistic side. It's yeah, they really do a nice job. And they get they get great beers. There's definitely, I, I was looking at the tap list this year. You know, I think I even said to Obed, I'm like, boy, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've had all these, but then you're looking at them, you're like, they're all amazing beers. These are like four, you know, four and a half, five star beers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like I'm just being a baby, you know, <laughs> pretentious baby. Yeah. I think it's that time. Something else must oh, be open. Oh, 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 here, okay. I'll give you the opener and you can do the honors. Oh, While you're doing that, I'll just say. Uh, one of the, the great relationships we've been able to form uh, through In One Day Radio is with Chris Crabb, who is kind of – there's Lisa Morrison, the beer goddess, and I guess uh, Chris Crabb would be the, the beer queen. <laughs> I don't know how to describe her, uh, but she's kind of the backbone of a lot of the big beer festivals and just uh, some of the big breweries in town. Uh, and she just sent me this little announcement about the collaboration between Cascade Brewing and the brewery. Uh, and they're going to have a collaboration release party on April 15th down at Cascade Brewing. This sounds like something I need to be at. I don't know about you guys, but Brewery and Cascade together making... Wow. Uh, Do they say anything about the beer? The collab? Uh, it's... Uh, buh, 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 buh. Yeah, but I'm not going to... Well, No. Okay, well, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's going to be a sour or something. There's going to be... And Brewery yeah. makes... I don't, are you, do you like Brewery sour beers? Oh yeah, um, their sour in the rye is a is a fantastic sour. I love that they, one. They I was going to say, stuff. let me have you read the second paragraph. My eyes are bad. The second paragraph? Yeah, that's talking about what, what all is going to be at this 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 release. Uh, it says the event will launch a special live barrel tapping at six p.m. from the brewery uh, Terroir. Uh, this will be followed by an evening with the brewery. Um, blah 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 blah, featuring five of the brewery's sour beers and one non sour beer. Fans can look forward to tasting. Uh, Flemish Mish, <laughs> Flemish Mish, Humulus Terroir, Ode Tart with Cherries, Ooh. Sourento, Blue BBLS, and oh. White Chocolate is the non-sour. Yeah. Oh, wow. The highlight of the lineup will be a, coll- a collab, a collaboration blend with Cascade. It is a limited 10-gallon batch made solely for the event. They do not talk about what it is. There you go. But yeah. those are already some really nice beers. Ode Tart is awesome. I, I can now confirm... We will be there. Uh, <laughs> I saw my wife's eyes. And, uh, I, I, I could see her bouncing out of her chair you, uh, in the corner you, of my you eye. You mentioned uh, Blue Barrels. <laughs> Blue Barrels, yes. That's one of her favorite beers. Is it? And, uh, Why do you like it so much, Hannah? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just the flavor of it, the chocolate, the blueberries. It's chocolate and blueberry beer? Oh, it's just I haven't had it. It, oh yeah, I, I love blueberries and I it's love about an eighteen so. percenter. Um, ah, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. It's not an anniversary version then. 
Uh, I believe it's uh, they do it at least once a year. They've done it about two two years or so. Okay. Um, the new one's about to come out. The new that's probably what they're gonna have there. Yeah. Uh, we had last year's at a Degard, you know, because we mm-hmm. can do that. Just go to Degard, and they had it on tap as a guest <laughs> tap, and uh, it was wonderful. Um, she just actually has has me trying to organize a setup where I can legally exchange some something from here for for supper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, she always makes sure it's legal. Of course, I know that always about going for legal. <laughs> uh, well, guys, that's it, man. We we just shot an hour right in the foot talking about beer. That was episode one of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Uh, right now, I'm building the website, getting some things set up. So for now, if you want to contact me, you can get me at Sean, S-E-A-N, at InOneDayRadio.com, uh, our sister station. And... Uh, yeah, let me know what you think. If you have some input, if you have some ideas, if you have some news you want to share, uh, let me know, and we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. So for now, Obed, Marcus, Anna, thank you for sitting in. Uh, I'm Sean, and thank we will talk to you us. in another two weeks. Take care, people. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at portlandbeerclub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.